Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and let's look at part three of the uh, uh, acute abdomen. We'll start, let's go back to some of the uh, causes and thoughts about pneumatosis. Remember I mentioned there were benign causes of pneumatosis. I gave you a whole long list. And then we also said there were life-threatening causes. And of course, uh, intestinal ischemia is the one we always worry about. One of the other things I mentioned with intestinal ischemia when I spoke about that is the presence of portal venous air. That portal venous air is one of the things that can be a very critical finding. That uh, when you see that, there's a high morbidity, high mortality. So let me just show you a case of obvious pneumatosis of bowel. You're thinking about ischemia. It's a bad-looking pneumatosis. And sure enough, there's portal venous air. This is ischemic bowel. It's infarcted bowel. And now you have pneumatosis uh, as well as portal venous air. So let me just make a comment about portal venous air or portal venous gas. When you see it, you have to exclude ischemic bowel. But it's important to recognize that it can be due to other things. Vascular catheterization, diverticulitis, acute gastric or intestinal dilatation, peptic ulcers, or post-procedure. So I wanted to emphasize that. I mentioned uh, portal venous gas before, but I didn't tell you that it can be benign. So again, these two conditions, think about pneumatosis, coli, portal venous air, you've got to be thinking ischemia, but there are many other causes that can uh, make it happen, and so again, the radiologic appearance alone may not be enough. Okay, so that's the one point I wanted to make. I want to make a second point in regard to GI bleeding. There's been a lot written lately about the use of CT for GI bleeding, and you can see from this example, we can see in this case, there's a bleeding um, AV malformation in the patient's cecum, very nicely shown. This was surgically resected, patient in a partial right hemicolectomy. It makes the point that CT is very good for looking at GI bleeding. Now, how accurate is it? It's a tough call. I mean, we really don't know how accurate the classic angio is in nuclear medicine studies. It depends how uh, the patient is bleeding at the time of the study. But it's one of those things when you're looking at the acute abdomen, when you're looking at bowel, to look for sites of bleeding. Ideally, we do dual phase imaging, we do 3D mapping, we do CT angiography, we use water as a contrast agent. But it's something you're gonna read a lot about in the near term. Let's look at some other things in terms of bowel. One of the other things, and one of the real uh, uh, diseases that really shows the value of CT always has been Crohn's disease, because Crohn's is one of those diseases with bowel pathology, mesenteric pathology, and extraintestinal complications. We talk about wall thickening, and we talk about skip lesions, but other things like fiber fatty proliferation is very common, but we also talk about the hypervascularity. Now this hypervascularity of the mesenteric vasculature is not just the fact that the patient has Crohn's disease, but it's active Crohn's disease. And there have been numerous articles. Here's one quote. Mural enhancement and increased mural thickness are the most sensitive findings of active Crohn's disease. And beyond this mural thickening, it's these other appearances. So let's look at them. And this will be also a lead-in to small bowel obstruction. So in this case, look at the patient's distal ileum. You see that halo effect? Classic or highly suggestive of Crohn's, fiber fatty proliferation, enhancing mucosa, stranding around the bowel, and this appearance is a halo sign. It's low density due to injury to the mucosa or submucosa. It's best seen with IV contrast, though may be seen without IV contrast. It's a sign of inflammatory disease or ischemic disease. It's not something you see with neoplastic processes. And here's just the list of some of the things 
that um, the halo sign has been described with. Now, I mentioned bowel obstruction. So one of the reasons you like to go beyond the axial plane is looking at transitions. Look at the right lower quadrant. You see that distal loop of small bowel? You see how it's thickened? That's going to be the transition zone in this patient with Crohn's disease. It's easiest to see these transitions on the 3D map or on the coronal reconstruction. Now, in addition, notice the mucosal enhancement. And that's something we commonly describe as increased bowel wall enhancement or white bowel. We see this in inflammatory bowel disease because of its hyperemia. You can see it in ischemic bowel because of altered permeability. And people talk about uh, very bright enhancement starting at 16 slice CT, but the appearance is different because if you look at this case, you know there's increased vascularity, the bowel is increasing in enhancement, but the folds are irregular. That's just not simple normal enhancement. That is inflamed bowel. That was Crohn's disease. You also notice those prominent vessels. Well, that gives rise to another sign, the comb sign, where you have this increased prominence and separation of the vasorecta in the ilium, and it's seen in both large and small bowel and typically represents active disease, and you see it very nicely here. So again, we talk about thickened bowel and Crohn's, but now we talk about disease activity. And as I commented on before, the enhancement is so critical. And here's another article which speaks about this prominent vasculature. And it really is helpful to me. Here's another case. Here's some large bowel disease, inflammation around the bowel. Now here, you don't see a lot of bowel enhancement, but you recognize the changes in bowel wall thickening those little puckerings, those little vessels adjacent to the bowel, and you see that better. That's the comb sign. Look at it in a coronal display. You see how nicely you see the featureless transverse colon, but look at all of that vasorecta, and you really see the vasorecta well when you look at this in a patient uh, with a MIP projection. Just a very, very nice visualization to be able to show these findings. So again, something indeed very important. Another example, this patient, look at the dilated bowel. Now look as we follow it down to the right lower quadrant. You see the thickened bowel, you see the mucosal enhancement, you see the increased vascularity. That's a case, and I'll show you a number of different renderings. That's the comb sign, that's the increased enhancement of bowel, that's the wall thickening, that's the appearance of Crohn's disease causing bowel obstruction. So you see uh, how impressive it is when you go beyond the axial plane. You see how impressive it is when you use the 3D mapping, but also the importance of water as a contrast agent, PO, and IV contrast. So let's follow this uh, trend of thought a little bit further and look at the small bowel. And small bowel obstruction, CT is, you know, Alec Megabo and the guys at NYU have written many articles uh, about small bowel obstruction with CT. Again, what are we thinking? Is there a small bowel obstruction present? If so, what's the cause, and does the patient need to go to surgery? Coronal display, very nicely showing you dilated bowel loops. You look for transitions. In this case, there was no mass present. There was no intersusception. It was a patient who had adhesions. Remember, adhesions is one of the most common, and probably the most common cause of bowel obstruction. As opposed to this patient who had colon surgery and was given chemotherapy, but it's not just dilated bowel. The bowel wall enhancement is abnormal. The loops are dilated, but it's hyperemic. This was enteritis secondary to chemotherapy. 
and you can see it on the sagittal perspective and on the coronal display. So again, I've showed you a few very nice presentations. One of the other signs we see in the acute abdomen is stool in the small bowel, and when you see stool in the small bowel, it's called the small bowel feces sign, and with a small bowel feces sign, what you see is dilated bowel, but it looks like there's stool in the bowel, and you could follow that down to the transition point. So the feces sign means there's obstruction, but it also allows you to follow it down to the transition point. So it's a very, very helpful sign, and you can see it very nicely in this example. Again, showing you multiple images. One of the other things about CT, of course, and looking at bowel obstruction, it can be very specific. Not only showing you the site of obstruction, but the cause. And let me just show you a couple unusual things. One will be gallstone ileus. Not many articles written about gallstone ileus, uh, but it's something we can see on CT. Let me show you an example. Here's a case. Look at this patient. It looks like a mass in the duodenum, but when you start looking at multiple images, that's a large gallstone. And when you go higher, you see air in the biliary tree, the classic finding, air in the biliary tree, fistulization, and the gallstone. Classic for gallstone ileus, and very nice example. Gallstone ileus seen in older patients, high mortality, more common in women than men, and the typical presentation is a bowel obstruction. Remember, this was all described initially, rigorous triad on, on plain films. So what do you see? Air in the biliary tree, air in the gallbladder, obstruction, most commonly in the ileum. And when there's a stone obstructing, it's usually at least 2.5 centimeters. And you see this spontaneous biliary enteric fistula. This can be a home run diagnosis and save the patient's life. One last thing I'll comment on, small bowel obstruction. Patient may present with gastric outlet obstruction. Look at this case, two images showing you a markedly distended stomach. And when you follow it down, you see the transition just where the SMA is. And you see this third portion of the duodenum is obstructed and the sagittal projection, it's the narrow angle between the SMA and the uh, aorta, the so-called SMA syndrome. So something very, very important to be aware of, but just a very nice visualization seen nicely on the CT scan. So that's many of the possibilities. There's many more things I can discuss with you in terms of bowel. We've had lectures on the bowel specifically. So I think what we'll do now then is we'll conclude at this point making just several conclusions. CT is the study of choice in the acute abdomen regardless of the suspected cause. In terms of GI, it's particularly good in defining the cause of the acute abdomen, extent of disease, determining etiology, and help guide surgical and medical management. Again, clinical history is critical, other findings are critical, but CT is the study of choice. And hopefully in these three talks, we've shown you why. Thanks very much.